morning. This is Ask Andy, a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. My phone number is 215-259-3687 if you want to reach me or on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. Um, so today I want to talk to you about something that's been in the news recently. Uh, it keeps popping up on my uh, social media. That may just be a particular function of what I do. But what I wanted to talk about was a new sexual abuse scandal that's hitting the pages of um, of news in our area. So apparently there's a sexual abuse lawsuit was originally filed against the Boy Scouts of America in New Jersey. And over the course of discovery, which is just a normal part of the early part of litigation, it's turned out that the Boy Scouts of America as a either statewide or national organization have kept something they're calling perversion files, which is, uh, sounds like it might be a list of uh, abusive scout leaders or scout groups uh, or something else like that. I don't really know. And, and we'll learn more as the litigation unfolds. But, you know, this is very, very reminiscent of the Catholic Church scandals where the Catholic Church knew over decades that certain of their priests were sexually abusing minors who were entrusted to them or who were just in proximity to them. You know, if the Boy Scouts of America have this same problem, then, you know, it's something that must be pursued and needs to be pursued and you're going to hear more and more about it in the coming, you know, year or two. So from a lawyer's perspective, let's just quickly run through what, you know, your case may be. First of all, you know, you got to have someone who was abused as a Boy Scout during whatever period of time it is. <clears throat> There's legislation pending in a fair amount of states, including Pennsylvania, to get rid of the statute of limitations on sexual abuse cases. Uh, I haven't heard of Boy Scout sex abuse cases in Pennsylvania, but I'm expecting since New Jersey's next door, we're going to start hearing about them. Statute of limitations is essentially, excuse me, a time period, you know, in which you have to sue. So if you're the victim of medical malpractice, uh, you have two years to sue in Pennsylvania from the date of the malpractice, unless it was something you could not have figured out, and then it's two years from the date of discovery. We can talk about that another time. But let's say you were sexually abused in 1995. You know, could you bring a suit now? Most of the time, no. Um, so there are various ways around that, but they're, they're tough. If the legislature were to get rid of that time period, then, you know, it, the, the suits would be less difficult. However, uh, you know, with large institutions that have been getting away with something for some period of time, it's possible that this abuse has just continued on. So let's take the example of a Boy Scout troop leader in some remote part of Pennsylvania. Families deliver their, their young boys to him, and he has a history of sexual abuse. You know, can you sue that person individually? Well, yeah, you can. 
Hopefully the abuse will come to light. Maybe he's been convicted criminally or maybe not because people don't want to talk about their sexual abuse experiences. Sexual abuse of children is one of the uh, most underreported crimes uh, on the planet um, for a variety of reasons. One, oftentimes criminals do their criminal acts in private, so they can't be caught. Two, you know, a child's word against an adult's is often discounted, and it's not until two or three children come forward or there's a pattern of abuse in a particular organization <clears throat> that the credibility of the child is, is brought to bear. In a lot of states, you know, a child under 12 years old is not considered swearable. So when I was a prosecutor in New York, under 12 years old, you know, they're, they're assumed to be unable to take the oath to say, yes, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So, you know, if, if, if a child's word and ability to tell the truth is questioned, um, you know, under the age of 12, that, that's a, something you got to be aware of. So next question is like, well, let's say you, you, you want to sue the <clears throat> Boy Scouts, but really the abuser is an individual. You'd have to draw a connection between the individual and the Boy Scout troop. Um, or the Boy Scouts of America, the national organization, or the Boy Scouts of Pennsylvania and New Jersey. <clears throat> so, most of the time, as a personal injury lawyer, we don't want to sue individuals because, you know, outside of the one percenters or the top 10 percenters, most people don't have a lot of assets. They have their home, their car, maybe their job income but not a lot of real assets to go after. Certainly not two or $300,000, you know, or more that you might want to uh, recover. So what do you do? Then you gotta go looking for the troop. And this is where the new news is, is becoming significant, you know, because they're the proverbial deep pocket. Maybe you can draw a connection between the troop and the Boy Scout leader or the national organization. <clears throat> How are you gonna do that? Well, you know, one, parents are delivering their children to the group or the organization, not just to the individual. So that's not that hard. But you'd have to show to some extent that there was some knowledge on the part of the national organization or the state organization that this particular troop or troop leader was abusive. For the most part, sexual abuse, sexual conduct, any sort of sex stuff is not covered by insurance. So, you know, I've handled cases before on as a defense lawyer where there was a claim that a physician or a healthcare provider had a sexually abused someone. And, you know, the, the fact of sexual abuse, while it is plain, clear malpractice, um, meaning, you know, you're not supposed to have sexual contact with your patient, that is specifically excluded from insurance. So let's say you win a million dollar victory, you know, accusing some healthcare provider of, of, you know, having sex with a patient, that million dollars is not collectible because there's no insurance for that. So what do you do? You got to find a business, a corporation, or you got to weave your way around the, um, 
notion of this is an intentional act because the reason one of the reasons that sex assaults or sex crimes or sex abuse is not covered by insurance is that it's considered an intentional act or an intentional tort and intentional torts like punching someone in the face are not covered by insurance all right why is that well <laughs> lawyers would say well it's for public policy reasons uh, we don't want to give a person a reason to go around punching people or the freedom to do so so you know geico is not going to insure you for beating people up because we don't want to encourage that kind of behavior and it's behavior that you can avoid so geico is happy to insure your home or auto or whatever for unintentional acts but we don't want to insure you for intentional acts so sex abuse is typically an intentional act. I don't think I need to go into that any further with you. But so these are some of the problems we run into. But in the event, and this is the end of, of what I'm talking about today, but in the event an organization like the Catholic Church or the Boy Scouts of America know that there is a troop leader, a priest, uh, an organization or a troop as a group that is causing these acts to occur, then you've got a claim against the larger organization for negligently allowing this to occur. And that's kind of the gravamen or the basis of the claim. And also those organizations have assets, they have money, and they will have insurance. And the insurance will not have to be excluded because of the negligence that we will plead against them. So that's enough for today on this unpleasant subject. Uh, but if you do know people who are the victims of abuse or you know children who um, have potential claims, most children's claims don't start to run until they turn 18. Then usually most states you'll have two years after they turn 18 to bring a case. So give me a call if you need me, 215-259-3687. That's Ask Andy for the day. I hope all's well. Take care.